Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. You may feel that way now, Mm -hmm. you know, have the blues or be down or Mm -hmm. feel like you can't get out. But if you keep moving forward, eventually you'll see yourself on the other side and you have to know that you will. And I think with young people, they don't know that there's another side side to it. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that's so important what you're doing is kind of let them know there is another side. And I'm, and I can tell you this because I'm on the other side, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you're not, you're not the first, you're, you may feel alone. But you're not alone, mm-hmm. you know, and just give yourself time to get to the other side. Welcome to another edition of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me in another episode of Nora Speaks. I am very happy to have the privilege of your attention for this brief time that you are joining. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Nora Speaks podcast and also leave a rating and review on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate that and Let others know about the Nora Speaks podcast. Uh, Let them listen so that they too can benefit from the insightful information shared by guests who come on the podcast with unique perspectives and experiences um, that I hope uh, you've enjoyed and that they can enjoy as well. In the opening, what you heard was a conversation I was having uh, after concluding a workshop talking to young people about conflict resolution. Um, And as you heard me talking about coming out on the other side, I'm talking about the other side of emotion, the other side of our feelings. Um, And that's important particularly for our young people because often they uh, feel very intensely um, whatever it is is happening, if it's love, if it's anger, if it's sadness, they feel a lot. And because they're coming, uh, growing up and, and having so many different and new experiences, they, these things are new to them, but not new to the world. Um, and so having uh, a first crush or having um, a first breakup, you know, these things are, are felt intensely and especially something like a breakup can certainly be devastating to any of us. Um, but particularly with our young people, um, if it's a breakup of a friendship, if it's a breakup of um, the marriage um, of their parents, if it's um, other strife in the family, um, our young people haven't had the same uh, experience that we have knowing that um, it's something that I learned when I was young, that Feelings go away. 
And so when they feel these intense emotions, even if it is, you know, infatuation or if it's a crush or if it's the uh, blow of a breakup, you know, sometimes they think that that feeling will always be with them, that that feeling is permanent. And so it's important, I believe, that we let our young people know that feelings go away and that our feelings should not be the basis for the decisions that we make. There's a saying that I like a lot, and it says, emotions make good servants, but poor masters. You know, we cannot be ruled by our feelings. We can't be guided by our emotions. Um, Because when we're guided by our feelings, guided by our emotions, that we know are temporary because feelings go away, Um, especially negative feelings, anger or fear or sadness or loneliness. Um, Some of the things that our young people experience is things that we, these feelings we experience as adults. These things are temporary, but sometimes we we can take action on the strength of these feelings And the actions can have permanent consequences. So being mastered by our emotions and being mastered and ruled and led by our emotions can cause us to take permanent action over a temporary feeling, a temporary emotion, a fleeting moment. And these actions can have uh, ramifications that impact us and others for a lifetime. So one example of that is the violence that we see in our communities with young people um, and with adults um, when we are uh, upset because our egos are bruised or we're upset because um, we may be feeling devalued or undervalued. Um, Sometimes, you know, we have gun violence or um, drug abuse or um, or or drug addiction and alcoholism, we take action because of the feeling that we have temporarily. And, um, you know, we we, uh, medicate ourselves, we medicate our grief, we medicate our anger with alcohol and drugs. Um, Sometimes, you know, we respond to the feelings caused by the conflict with gun violence, which results in death and other people being permanently maimed, people losing family members, um, incarceration. So us being ruled and led by our emotions and taking actions that have permanent consequences can really be prevented if we step back and really considered uh, the action that we're considering taking in a very intense moment. So for me, what I consider Uh, making decisions while we're emotional. I consider them drunk decisions. Um, We're making decisions when we're fueled and intoxicated uh, often by our emotions. Um, We're consumed by how we feel. And I, I usually explain it like this when I'm talking with young people. And this is certainly applicable and appropriate to apply to, uh, for adults as well. Um, I, I, I explain to them that when someone perishes in a fire, in a house fire, for example, often 
the cause of death is not the uh, wounds inflicted by the fire. Often, the cause of death is due to smoke inhalation. So what happens is uh, when a person is in a house that is burning um, and they are breathing, instead of breathing air, they're breathing in smoke. And the smoke begins to occupy the space, preventing air from coming in. So essentially, someone is being suffocated or it's almost like drowning. And I explain to young people that that's, that's what we are like when we are emotional, when we're in a very intense emotional state, except it's mental. So instead of our minds being full of the reason and the logic and the truth, um, to guide our decision, to guide our uh, actions. It becomes our emotions that are guiding because we're full of emotions and we're relying on that to guide what we're going to do next, our next steps, instead of uh, being in a place of reason, being settled down, calmed down, having a clear mind, having clarity um, and using truth and wisdom in our um, in our behavior or in our actions or in our decisions, and this is something that has to be practiced. You know, this isn't something, unfortunately, that uh, comes naturally to many of us. We are in a society that really fuels our emotion. You know, when we're watching television, we like the drama. You know, the reality television is so big in the United States and across the world. It's so big, we like the excitement. You know, when we're driving down the street or it's children in a, in, a, in a school, when there's the fight, we all like to stop and watch because it's exciting. So we have a, uh, a penchant to enjoying excitement, um, but when we're really looking to make a decision or, or, or decide next steps to reach our goals, it's not best to make the decision when we are full of emotion. And, you know, this can apply, like I said, with um, being in love. And this can apply when falling out of love or breaking up and we make a decision because of the heartbreak. Um, but this also applies to fear when we have this great opportunity in front of us. And it, it, it may be all that we've ever wanted um, or, or it may be the the thing that we've dreamed of but can I do it will I succeed am I good enough and so that fear begins to consume us and instead of focusing on our potential and focusing on the greatness of the opportunity we begin to focus on the fear and the fear talks us out of the opportunity and so we'll let this great opportunity pass us by because we let fear guide our actions and influence our decisions. This isn't uh, Nora telling you to ignore your feelings or ignore your emotions. I mean, they're indicators, you know, and, and they shouldn't really be taken for more than indicators. And I'm not talking about intuition when I'm talking about feelings. I'm talking about those emotional states that we get into. You know, these are reactions to something or our feelings, our maybe beliefs about something. You know, but 
how we respond to something a lot of times is 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 developed in us as children in how our parents raised us or the the atmosphere in the household and the tone of the family you know some people are very hot-blooded and react and you know many of us know that family that boy they were always fighting right and then we also know people that really seem to take their time and measure their decisions um, this thing can be practiced and you know we can be talking about black people can be a very very emotional people um, and there's many reasons why that is and there's things that we can do to control our passions and to control our emotions um, if it's you know mindset work, if it's uh, changing our diets or modifying our diets, um, mo monitoring um, how much even meat that we consume, there are things that we can do to get this under control. But the first thing we have to do is realize uh, that I'm emotional in this minute, that I'm angry in this minute, or that I'm feeling fearful in this minute, um, or that I might be sad in this minute. Um, you know, and we're living in a time where we're watching, um, unfortunately, uh, celebrities and non-celebrities taking their lives, you know, uh, as they're suffering with, you know, the dreaded depression. And we see children taking their lives um, many times as a result of bullying. So just going back to that opening clip that you heard, we have to realize that that moment of passion, that moment of emotion is really just that. It is a moment. And we have to let that moment pass. And we have to keep moving forward one step at a time and come to the other side. Because there is going to be the other side if we keep moving forward. And you know, as I said, children must know that you're going to experience things that are going to rock you. You are going to experience humiliations, possibly. You are going to experience embarrassment. You're going to experience um, love and infatuation. And you're going to experience pain and, and sadness and, and even grief. But these are feelings and they go away. And if we give ourselves time, then time will show us um, that that intense emotion, that intense moment, that intense pain doesn't stay with us. And so for children, they don't know this because a lot of what they're experiencing, they're experiencing for the first time. And sometimes as adults, we don't realize it. We don't consider that you know, this is a very rough moment, but I won't always feel like this. There are people who have uh, lost their parents. There are people who have lost their children. And the grief of losing someone whom we love tremendously, um, that can be so intense that it feels as if I will never recover from this. I can't imagine not feeling this grief for the rest of my life. Not that there's not always going to be a longing for that loved one. Not that there's not going to be uh, a sadness at the absence of that loved one, but that intense emotion, that intense pain that is initially experienced, that, in, that intensity uh, 
dies down. Um, I'm not suggesting that it'll go away, but it does die down. And, you know, I'm, sp I'm speaking from experience. I've lost people um, to, to death that I've, you know, cared a great deal about. And in that moment, you know, I thought, man, I, I don't know how I'll ever get over this. But time allowed me to heal. Um, again, the longing for that person, the love for that person, um, that doesn't go away. But the pain, it does diminish over time. But we have to give ourselves the time and we have to deal with those feelings as we are experiencing them because we can make a decision in a moment that will have permanent ramifications. And when our children are experiencing you know, some of the pains and we, and we must talk to them and we must talk to our friends. You know, um, it's not just children who are taking their lives or adults taking their lives or people taking their lives that we say, wow, they seem so happy. He seemed so happy. She seemed good. I, I didn't see it. I don't know. You know, um, we have to know that that feeling will not always uh, be with us. Now, that is not to say that we don't go seek help when we need it. Um, I am not one of those people who don't believe in seeking help, um, mental health, um, if we need it. Um, you know, it's not always about, you know, going to the pastor. Sometimes we have to go to someone who knows what they're doing and who specializes in that. But we also know that um, if we um, stop moving forward, then we will never get on that other side that awaits, that awaits us. Um, and so this is just a reminder to all of us that uh, give ourselves that time, give ourselves that time of grace. Let us not make decisions when we're emotional. These are drunk decisions. And often, you know, we've come to regret them. We do it in our relationships. Um, we do this um, in, in, in fearful moments when we're facing great opportunities, new opportunities, new challenges. Uh, we have, you know, it's graduation time and we have students that are going off to college and we want them to take advantage of all the great opportunities that are awaiting them, you know, and to not succumb to fear, to not succumb to, um, to, to discomfort for the unknown because emotions make good servants, but poor masters. And so we have to be guided by truth. We have to be guided by reason. We have to be guided by logic. And I have to say also um, in, in this conversation that, you know, feelings are reactions to things, reactions to things that happen, reactions to things uh, that people say to us, reaction to events. And it's often our perception of the event that um, that that causes us to react in a certain kind of way. So we have to um, try not to always assume the worst. We have to recognize that even in challenging opportunities, that there's always something that we can learn. We can make this experience work for us. Um, and what is it that I can get out of this? Um, we have to work on how we are viewing things. You know, when I work with young people, they are so easily offended. 
You know, if you're a teacher in a classroom and you tell the classes, you know, settle down, sit down, let's get started. Children are, are, are sometimes so easily offended and they'll go home and say, the teacher doesn't like me. You know, I've been in uh, stores next to other sisters and, you know, you might smile, make small talk, whatever it is. And they'll think, you know, why is she talking to me? Why she's looking at me like that? And sometimes, you know, I found later that it was just their own insecurities. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I thought that you, you know, were judging me. I thought that you, but so it is our perceptions to things. It is our perception of events. It is our perceptions of other people's behavior, words, deeds that causes us to react in a certain kind of way. And our perception is not always right. How we, how we're viewing things is not always accurate. So that's why it's so necessary that we do communicate because in the communication is where we can gain understanding. In the communication is where we can figure out where there might just be a misunderstanding. You know, I was confused. I thought when you said this, you meant that. Um, so we have to, um, you know, kind of tear down our barriers, tear down our walls, try to see things like other people see it. Because if we just react to everything, we are a very, very reactive people. We have to get this under control because our young people, as we see, are reactive. And they're reacting with each other and they're taking each other's lives over uh, petty differences. They don't see them as petty differences, you know, because they feel so strongly about it. Not because of what happened. It is because of how they feel about it. And uh, so we have to help them not be guided by their emotions as their mentors, as their teachers, as their parents, as their family, as their community. They have to show us or we have to show them rather to not be guided by our emotions, to talk and work things out, to use mathematics and logic to uh, guide our, our decisions and to guide our actions. You know, life is about establishing peace for ourselves, living in peace. Um, and there are ways that we can break peace and there are ways that we can maintain peace, you know? And so if we are reactionary, we don't always let ourselves work past the feeling to get to the other side to really see what we have. So this is just a message, you know, to encourage all of us um, to work past our emotions. Let us not be ruled by them. Whatever your emotion is, whatever the moment is, um, you know, if it's uh, working with a colleague, you know, I was recently uh, working and I had someone talk to me in a way that I've never been talked to. And I had to decide, is her behavior uh, uh, a reflection of her or is her behavior a reflection of me? And I decided her behavior is a reflection of her. And so there's nothing that I needed to do. There was nothing I needed to say, you know, but we have to take that time. We have to take that time and step back. We have to take that time to think. We have to take that time to let that uh, frustration, to let that disgust. We have to take time to let that pass and get to the other side um, so that we can uh, operate in peace, so that we can make quality decisions so that we can be the masters uh, of our emotions and certainly not our emotions be the master of us. 
Um, I want to thank you again for listening. I am very happy to be able to have this platform to share the wisdom that I've learned from some wonderful teachers and mentors that I've had in my life. And I'll be featuring them, some of them very soon on the podcast. But I want you to come back next week for a conversation that I'm going to be having with a wonderful and interesting guest. If you have questions, make sure that you email me at questions at norazahira.com. Questions at norazahira.com. I'm interested in your feedback. What do you think? Um, Or in what ways have you uh, been blindsided by your emotions and have taken action that you've regretted later? Now, you don't have to get personal. Um, You know, but I think that this is a conversation that we have to have. Um, We have to, you know, start making logical and reasonable decisions using good judgment um, and be the examples to our children so that they can be successful and uh, not be ruled by emotions. You know, we have too many young men and young women sitting in prison cells because they made a uh, an action that has a uh, serious and permanent consequence because of a temporary feeling. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, stay in peace. Thank you again for listening to the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for another episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, norazahira.com. Or if you have a listener question that you would like me to answer on air, you can email me at questions at norazahira.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, at Noor Zahira Muhammad and on Instagram at Noor Z20. I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please like and subscribe and share it out with family and friends and be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace. <laughs>